You can either work in the business or you can work on the business. They have the knowledge and skill to be successful. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow has yet to come. Dive all in on the next chapter of your life. Welcome to The Boutique with Collective 54, a podcast for founders and leaders of boutique professional services firms. For those that don't know us, Collective 54 is the first mastermind community to help you grow, scale, and exit your firm bigger and faster. I'm the founder, Greg Alexander, and I'll also be your host today. And on this episode, we're going to talk about client experience, and our guest today is member Bart Moraz. Bart, good to see you. Hello there. How are you? Pretty good. Would you mind properly introducing yourself to the audience? Sure. Um, I am CEO of Sumo Heavy Industries. We are a e-commerce consulting firm. Um, we've been around for oh, almost 12 years. Um, started as a web development shop. Um, grew into a lot more consulting work than than just you know development. I've, I've, I'm looking at the Sumo wrestler behind your shoulder, and I can see the name of your company. So I have to ask, where did that originate from? <laughs> Uh, it's a, you know what, I wish there was a, a crazier story, but it's actually, um, our director of marketing and myself know each other for almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And the SU is actually him in it and MO is me. Um, and then we <clears throat> didn't want to have a company name that's like web development or anything like that. Yeah. And then everything in Japan is heavy in industries. And ironically, um, our little tagline someday says surprisingly agile, hmm. which sumo wrestlers are. So we build work on big things but we're also a really small team and we're surprisingly agile very cool so it kind of fit yeah it does fit yeah excellent all right so today we're going to talk about client experience and i'm going to set this up Mm -hmm. a little bit so it's my opinion that when boutiques are trying to scale they need to get more sophisticated in the client experience and understand the difference between quality and service and most of our members are true domain experts, as you are, Bart, and they focus entirely sometimes on the quality, meaning I delivered what I said I was going to do. But the experience that the client goes through along the way is equally important because usually clients are doing this maybe for the first time and they're engaging with you and building a relationship. And there's all kinds of kind of emotional feelings that are happening as we go through the engagement. And clients can become long-term clients if they literally feel good about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that feel good is in addition to the results that you produce. Sometimes firms don't scale because they just produce great results and they wonder why that they don't have long-standing client relationships. They'll hear things like, Greg, I'm doing a great job and I got fired. Or, hey, I'm clearly the best service provider, but I didn't get hired. And that's because sometimes clients can't tell. They can't recognize your brilliance. And what separates the fast-growing firms from the average firm is this this dimension of client experience. So I guess let me start with my first question, Bart, and, and that is just maybe a broad overview of what your thoughts are regarding client experience and you know, have you have you documented it or you know, how do you think about that with your firm? Uh, it's a huge part of our firm. So we uh in our 12, almost 12 years, uh, we switched to a full retainer kind of company. Hmm. Um, so it's a long-term sort of process. Um, I think our longest client has been with us for 11 now. Wow. So <laughs> our shortest is two months, but we just signed 
two new clients. So there's that average is like five years right now, uh, which is, yeah. So it's a long term. We are there all the time. We happen to be an industry that's e-commerce that's longer, but it's all about for us. It's sure we produce awesome work and work um, with clients, but it's, it's helping them understand it. So I know this is like a long ground about a thing, but sets up the whole course of this is like half our clients are about $25 million and under online sales and half of them are a hundred over two different versions, two different things you have to do with them, right? The smaller client needs the handholding and being them with them at all times. And it could be anything, right? They're like, we're trying to get a new vendor and we have nothing to, we don't know what to do with it. Mm. We're not going to make money off of that, but we're helping a client get through that process. Mm. Um, and it makes it simple for us too. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we know what the vendor is. We can help them with that. On the largest client, it's the, it's having those relationships where they're just longer for us. Um, and the way I can kind of describe that is in every technical sort of engagement you always have the internal team, technical team come to 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 the table, right? Oh my God, they're bringing new consultants in. What's going to happen? And it eventually becomes where they tell most of the senior staff to leave and let let the developers talk because it's the idea of like making relationships that way. So for us, it's about the relationship. It's about being friendly um, and just kind of handholding a lot of times in the beginning of the relationship. It eventually becomes long-term type thing for us. You know, that example you just gave us about mm-hmm. the internal team coming to the table and they're like, oh gosh, here come the consultants. You know, it's a great story for us to maybe pick on a little bit because I think sometimes we forget that external consultants, whatever type you are, it's a threat to the internal team. The internal team might think, hey, this is my job. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. What do we need these guys for? So when, you're, when you've dealt with that, and clearly you have, you have multi-year uh, relationships with your clients how do you overcome that particular concept of they're threatened by you um i think from the from we don't say that in that meeting but for us it's always been understanding like our job is to walk in the client and make them better than we left them but that means most of those answers are going to be with the people that have been there forever so in reality as a consultant our job is to take those people's sort of answers and present them to the management and go, hey, this is what's happened to happen. By the way, we'll work with your team because they know better to implement them. Mm. So I, I, that's kind of like a weird way of looking at it, but it, it gets us on the same page with the people who actually do the work. Yeah. So we're talking about client experience and how emotionally charged client relationships can be. We just discussed one of the emotions, which is threatened. Another one that I run into all the time is clients can be worried. And what I mean that is, they could be worried that you're going to make them look bad in the process. So in that example that you just gave us, you're working with the team, you uncover an answer to a problem, you present it up to management. Does the team ever feel like you're going to make them look bad? And, and how do you get around that? I think it's more of, they might, um, but we don't feel that just because we try to make that relationship with that team um, very solid. Um, and the knowledge between the two, you know, I don't, it's a, it's a weird way of looking at it, but, um, the team's kind of jive really well within the first, you know, first few weeks. Um, we go through, a we call it, we call it something we have, we call our discovery sumo, uh, our weigh in. It's a longer process, but it's that whole relationship building at the same time while we're actually learning the client's business. Mm. Um, 
so part of that is 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 that um and i think just being in the trenches of with people and and going we can help you um that's where it doesn't it's the trust factor eventually i think that for many years of doing this, uh, we have this weird knack of of being very friendly and making sure those guys are taken care of because we know where sort of that work comes from. Yeah. So this process you just mentioned, the weigh-in, which obviously uh-huh. works very nicely with the name of your firm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Is this like a, a formal process to try to overcome mm-hmm. some of these trust issues? Uh, yes, it is what we start our relationships with every time or our projects. Wow. It's a two month process. It's very structured. Um, a lot of phone calls, a lot of zoom calls. Yeah. Um, and it's spread out between depends on the client. Uh, we work in e-commerce. So for us, it's either looking at what the client needs, what the business looks like, what the tools are, code reviews, those kind of things are very important. It's very structured on purpose. Yeah. It's also very long. It's not your typical discovery. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a great idea. And, and what I like about it is that it's built for scale, meaning every client goes through the weigh-in. So all of mm-hmm. your employees after a while are going to get really good at conducting the weigh-in and, and you're hardwiring the client experience right into the delivery of the work. Mm-hmm. And, and that's probably one of the reasons why your client relationships are so long in tenure. Okay. Let's talk about another uh, emotion which is ignorance. You know, you're clearly an expert and you go into your clients and they might not know as much as you know about this particular thing. And, you know, they might feel stupid at times. So during the weigh-in process, how do you, how do you help them open up and not feel dumb? It's asking those questions to make sure my sort of employees, my staff, all the management understand it's not, it's asking questions, right? And no question is wrong. It's about their business. So in reality, the way we walk in is like, sure, we know how to solve a problem, but the client knows their business, right? Mm. So they might not know what kind of tools they need to solve that problem, but our job is to kind of get that from them. Yeah. So I feel like that's the weird reverse, like that's the best way to kind of reverse that is that we're just curious basically about the business itself. Mm. And then we work through all right, hey, listen, you, you know, you have an old system, you've been in the business for a while, let's help you go through that. And it's it's asking questions. Yeah, okay. All right, and then one more uh, emotion that I'd like to share with you and see if the weigh-in process, which is your client experience journey, addresses this. And that is this issue of suspicion. Um, you know, <laughs> sometimes relationships get destroyed because people are suspicious, like who are these guys and can I trust them? Um, you know, it takes time to earn trust. And even though the weigh-in process is long by most standards, it's still short. It's only a couple months. So how do you earn trust that quickly? Um, so a lot of the clients we have now are coming from people who left and went to other places. I see. So, and some of them, I think we just find a client that the guy, that the person that brought us in, he's on his, we're on his fourth. Hmm. So he just brings us in. So, but this is just over the years working through sort of the process of learning people, understanding them. And then, you know, in reality, it's having a good reference network. Yeah. I mean, that's, a you know, and I, I know that's going to maybe a cup out, but it isn't. Um, if it's a brand new, we've never seen a person, then it's just making sure that our way is, is making them comfortable, making sure they are comfortable. Yeah. Um, and we had, um, you know, sort of on the thing, we've had weigh-ins where we do them for those two months and we get to a point where it's like, guys, uh, this project's not going to go anywhere. 
or you can take it. It's too small for us to actually execute on. You can take this whole plan with you and go ahead and do it. And people had come back to us or went somewhere else. So that's our trust. Like that, that's the trust we built. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Well, I love it. I mean, this is the best practice here. So for those listening to this, challenge yourself to do what Bart does, which is document your client experience, not just the quality of your work. Think about the emotional context of your client and how you build trust quickly. Uh, maybe come up with your version of the weigh-in, and it will go a long way as you try to scale. And and Bart's an example because his client relationships are are measured in years, not weeks and months, which most <laughs> most of us are. Well, Bart, thanks again, man. I appreciate you being here and dropping mad wisdom on us. And um, for those that want to learn more about this subject or others like it, you can find our book called The Boutique how to start, scale, and sell a professional services firm on Amazon. I'm proud to say it just became a bestseller in our niche. And if those of you who are interested in meeting bright, capable people like Bart, uh, consider joining our mastermind community, and you can find us at collective54.com. Bart, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was great. Okay, take care. Take care.